Oh, friend, are you okay? Well, I mean, I can tell by the look on your face. Here, let me grab some tissue. No, you don't have to tell me unless you want to. But just know that I see you. I can tell you're hurting. And I'm here. I'm here if you need to cry. I'm here if you need to word vomit. I'm here if you need to smash something. Hey guys, I'm Jennifer, and this is the Honest Ugly Podcast. This is the place where we are going to grow together. We're going to go from feeling unseen and lonely to believing that we are fully known and still we're deeply loved. I want to be a voice of hope, a voice that encourages you to let go and let God do the work of healing your heart. We're going to learn to get really honest about all the places that we don't normally share because we can't find a safe place. I'm glad you're here, and I hope today encourages you. Lace up those sneakers, let me grab my dog Mia, and we're going to take a walk around the block for a little chat in the sunshine. What? What's that you say? You're too exhausted to walk today? No worries, sister, I get it. Pop in those earbuds. We're going to chat while we cook dinner and pick up around the house. Hey there, guys. So today, the honest, ugly truth is you will always disappoint people. It is inevitable. Guys, it doesn't matter if you cross all your eyes. Nope, you don't ever cross eyes, do you? It doesn't matter if you dot all of your eyes and cross all your T's. Someone is going to be disappointed in you because everyone has expectations of how you show up. Everyone wants you to do something different than what you're doing. You, we can't get around it. We will continue to disappoint people. Sometimes, like I've noticed in my own life, when I show up in what I think is the best version of my, my current moment, um, I show up as life-giving and encouraging, and I call out the good, and I uh, point people to their gifts and encourage them to use them. Well, if they're not in a place to hear that, then it is offensive to them. And then I'm disappointing because I am too much or I'm self-righteous or I think I'm better than everybody else or whatever the things are that people say into you, like you're just too much and your expectations are just too high and you're just unrealistic. And so then I'm just disappointing somebody right and I, and I just can't like how do I stay in my gift zone if I'm always disappointing but then there's other times in my life where I've shown up in the worst places of my life where I have nothing life-giving to offer my mind is in such a downward spiral that everything that comes out of my mouth towards others and me is negative and I'm cynical and bitterness is starting to take its root like I show up that way and then of course I'm disappointing to people because I'm not offering encouragement I'm not being life-giving I'm being negative I'm a Debbie Downer I'm you know just the energy I bring into the room is negativity which nobody wants to be around right and then there's times where I've shown up and like even worse than that I think is well I don't think it's worse actually I think it's a good place it's a humbling place to be but show up in my broken humbled mess like my puddle of humility where I'll all I do is cry and I am just completely broken and shattered in so many ways I show up that way and then I'm disappointing to people because I'm no longer a blessing I'm a burden and people don't like to carry other people's burdens and so it's disappointing when or to other people it's disappointing when you show up your 
less than best self because you don't have anything to offer them. You don't have any benefit to bring to the table. They're not, they're not getting anything good from you. And so then they're disappointed in you and they make you feel like you're a burden and that you, you know, just need to quit walking around here so depressed and victimized and all these things. And so like, you just can't win, right? doesn't matter what you do. Like, I don't know how many times it's gone through my head, that whole phrase, like, I don't even know if I want to say it on my podcast, but like you're, I'll just say danged, but you're danged if you do and you're danged if you don't, like you just can't win. But that's because you will always disappoint people. And when we start feeling discouraged, maybe it's because our eyes are on what people think about us instead of what God says about us. And we need to get to a place, me included, where the only voice that matters is the voice of God. And I can't disappoint him. There's nothing I can do to make him love me more and there's nothing I can do to make him love me less. He sees me as righteous and holy and he loves me because I'm his, not because of what I do for him, not not because of what I bring to the table, but because I'm his. And so today we're going to talk about obviously disappointment and how we can get to a place where God can heal that place in us where we can truly believe and walk it out completely confident in who we are in Christ. So just recently, I was maybe a few months ago, I was standing in my gym and I got a text from a friend and it's, it, it was this prayer over me. And part of the prayer was help Jennifer get excited about what you're doing her, in her life and help her get on board with it. Some version of that. I don't remember exactly. But when I read it, like it broke me because I felt like everything God was releasing me and asking of me and allowing for me to step toward was going to disappoint everybody in my life. And I just fell onto the ground in a sobbing mess. And I heard myself say out loud, this is what it feels like to be such a disappointment. Y'all, it wrecked me because I thought I'm about to disappoint everybody I know. And then the still small voice I heard said, but are you willing to keep disappointing yourself? And I thought, no, I'm not. I looked in the mirror and I said, I'm not. I cannot disappoint myself any longer. I can't live out of balance of who I feel like you're calling me to versus what everybody else wants me to be. I can't do that anymore. So if you've ever found yourself in a place like that, maybe you're in a place like that now. Maybe you feel completely depleted. Maybe you're drowning. Maybe you're just done, completely done and down and like you see no hope. Maybe you've, I don't know, maybe you've just checked out and you've numbed yourself out and you've decided to not have any negative emotions at all because it's too painful. But in doing that, we also don't open ourselves up to the good emotions of life, the things of beauty and joy and thankfulness. And so we don't want to get to a place where we just stay there. So we need some easy, doable action steps to where we can get to a place where God can heal this broken place in us to where we only seek his approval. We know we um, are defined only by him. We don't need heaping loads of more action steps or works or trying harder at this or initiating more at this or doing this or doing that. We don't need any more of that, girls and guys, if you're here. We need 
to step back and let God do the work that only He can do. We don't have to work like a busy bee. We don't have to go around doing all the things that we have to, we can think of to try to fix things. No, we need to step back. Like there was a time in my life where I felt the Lord encourage me by saying, Jennifer, you've done all you can do. The work that is left in you is only going to be accomplished by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's where you're part you, if you found this podcast, if you're here because you feel unseen and lonely and you don't feel deeply loved and you just want to be known and you want to be loved in that place, then you probably can resonate with everything I'm saying. But guys, this is going to be hard for you. It's going to be hard, especially if you are like me, where you're a recovering perfectionist or you're a go-getter. Like less is more is going to be hard for you people who feel like productivity is how you are wired. Okay. Um, It is God's job to fix us. It's not our job to heal us, fix us, all those broken places. That is God's responsibility. But it is our responsibility to position ourselves in a way that he can do that. But running around and doing more things for God does not allow him to heal us. It just keeps us stuck in our busy frenzy of trying to earn approval and um, trying to prove ourselves and just trying to, I don't know, validate our worth. I don't even know why we do it, but I've been there. I am 43 years old and I have struggled with this my whole life. And I'm still struggling in ways where these lies come up and I have to battle them. So I'm right here in the trenches with you, holding your hand, saying, we can do this. We can believe truth over lies. We can be still. We can let God do what only God can do. I found a little post-it note last night in my Bible, and it had the lyrics to that song that said, when you walk into the room, everything changes. And that's my hope today for me and for you that we let him walk into the rooms of our heart and our spaces and that everything changes and that he heals all the broken places and that he breathes hope and courage into us. So I'm going to give you these solutions that I feel like will be beneficial if you implement them into your life. It's what I've done over the last two years and God's really used them in ways um, that have benefited me. And have I gotten everything right? Absolutely not. Have I ridden the struggle bus way too long? Maybe so. But these things may make you feel lazy. Like I have some friends, like I can't just not do anything because we have this fear that we're going to be lazy and unproductive and that we're not going to move forward. But we are going to move forward. God is going to move us forward if we will just take our hands off release everything to him stop being control freaks okay this isn't you not doing anything this is you trusting god to do the work this is you walking by faith okay so remember that as we talk about these these things that i want you to learn to do okay rest we hear that all the time we need to rest well i was so exhausted the other day and i had to take my daughter to work but i was going to try to catch a little like 45 minute power nap and I told her hey just wake me up on the couch when you're ready to go and she said I'm almost ready and um I thought I had 45 minutes apparently I had like 45 seconds but she leaned over the couch and she said hey do you just want me to get Mimi to take me Mimi is my mom and I said no I'm here for you and I threw the blanket off of me and she leaned in closer and said mama 
I know you're here for me, but you can't be here for me unless you are here for yourself first. And I thought, oh my gosh, how right is she? I need sleep. I need rest. But she works close, so it wasn't a big deal. I got up. I didn't want to not do that, so I, I took her to work, and I and I came back and rested myself. But she was so right, y'all. She's 14 years old, and she knows that if I don't show up for myself in the season of depletion, if I don't take care of my physical body and my mental and my spiritual and my emotional and my relational, if I don't show up for myself in those places, I can't show up for other people well. I can't. We can't pour out of empty. And those who water will themselves be watered? Yes, but we've got to water our own selves too. Like one thing the Lord keeps putting into my mind lately is don't forget you're the other. Now that doesn't make sense maybe, but there's a verse that says consider others better. And I have done that my whole life. I feel like I've tried to like consider others better. Consider others better. Die to self so others can live. Consider others better. And the Lord just like deposited that in me one day. And he said, Jennifer, don't forget you're the other. You're another. You're the other. Like you've got to consider yourself too. So here we are. We're going to rest and we're going to sleep. We're going to make sure we get enough hours of sleep. And if we don't, we are going to give ourselves grace when we need a nap. If you're like me and it's been instilled in you, that if you're not productive every minute of the day, then you're lazy. This is going to be hard for you. But I'm sure you've read, heard people say on social media, sometimes the most holy thing we can do is take a nap. And it is so true. So I want you guys to give yourself grace here and, and learn to rest, even if it's not sleep, to put everything away and maybe just sit back on the couch with your eyes closed for 15 minutes. Rest your mind, rest your body, rest from everything, guys. Okay, so we have rest, we have sleep, and we have nutrition. And you've got to fuel your body with good things. But if you're in a place where you're just so emotionally expended, this is too hard. Like cooking for your family, trying to decide what to eat, it is hard. And if you're walking through grief... The thought of food may make you want to vomit. And if you make yourself eat because you're losing too much weight, then putting food in your mouth may be a difficult thing for you. So I I see you in that and I hear the struggle. So when I tell you you've got to focus on your nutrition, I am telling you to keep it simple and feed your body. And here's one thing that I think would be a huge benefit to you. Find a friend who's in a healthy place. I don't mean healthy like she's misfit, you know, like I don't mean fitness healthy necessarily. I just mean in a mental headspace and she's she's in a good spot right now. Ask her to give you a list of foods to eat or maybe ask her to just could she write you out a meal plan? Ask you ask her to um just just help you decide what to eat because you're really struggling and instead of putting the mental space to figure it out, you're just not eating and that's not healthy. So we got to get to a place where we're taking care of our bodies nutritionally. Okay, so rest, sleep, nutrition. Now we're going to talk about physical activity. And this may seem really daunting to those of you who are just like you can barely get out of bed. You can't even function. I'm not asking you to join a gym. I'm not asking you to start some kind of 
rigorous exercise. That's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you to move your body. And this is going to go against every fitness trainer out there. But you're not in a place where you're training, okay? You're in a place where you are, are drowning and you just need somebody to throw you a life vest. You, you are not interested in building muscle or you're not interested even in looking good at this point. You are looking at surviving and physical activity is going to be your friend. And so keep it simple, just like the nutrition. Keep it simple, keep it easy, keep it doable. And that may mean a walk around the block. And it might mean just walking to the mailbox. You know, it might mean taking the trash out. It might mean walking around the block maybe a couple of times a day. I don't know what it looks like for you, but whatever is simple and doable for you to keep your body moving, for me, it's walking and stretching. I like being in the gym and I like working out, but there are sometimes weeks where I am just so physically and mentally exhausted that I know it's not healthy for me to keep pushing my body. So walking is my friend and stretching is my friend and massages are my friend that gets your toxins released to get out of your body too. Um, my trampoline, my, my rebounder is my friend. Those aren't really hard things that make my body push. It just keeps my body moving and it will be really good for you in this season where you're just struggling to keep your head above water because of this heaviness that you've felt for too long and disappointing other people. So remember, we're showing up to no longer disappoint ourselves and these things will help you guys. So we have rest, we have sleep, we have nutrition we have physical activity and we are going to have to get to a place where we remove all the voices in our lives. That's external voices. Um, that is the voices in our own head. That's our childhood voices, our religious voices, our community voices, all the voices. We've got to stop believing what everyone else says over us and about us. And we have to get to a place where we're believing what God says about us. I'm at my episode one is daily identity affirmations, and it is just speaking what God has said about you over you. Um, you can you can go check that out. You can pop it in, and you can listen to it on your walk. But as we start listening to the truth of who God says we are, we're going to retrain our brains to believe His voice and to know that it doesn't matter what we do, we are approved. We don't have to work at it; we just are. And so I really want this season to be a a season where you really work on your identity in Christ, where you believe who he says you are instead of what everyone else shows or says that you are. Because the thing is, like when I show up my best self, God says the same thing over me as he does when I show up in my worst self and my broken mess. It doesn't change to him doesn't change to him. He always sees me as the same. And I want us to be able to live in a place where we see ourselves as God sees us. Okay. So I've talked about rest, sleep, nutrition, physical activity, the voices we're believing, the lies we're believing, all those things, our identity. And I really want to encourage you to use your spiritual gift. If you don't know what your spiritual gift is, Um, I'll put a link in the show notes for you to take a little spiritual gift test. Now, I know all of those aren't completely accurate, but it does give you a starting place. Yeah, you've got to get to a place where you 
can use your spiritual gift. Functioning in my spiritual gifts has been the biggest way to pull myself up out of a downward spiral. My spiritual gifts are faith and encouragement and hospitality. So being able to use those, like when I am so discouraged, then I just ask the Lord who needs encouragement and I and I just encourage others. And when I do that, it just lifts me up and buoys me up because those who water will themselves be watered. Those who pour out will themselves be filled. And so that's just one way I use my my gift of encouragement or I have people over or I I make sure I get with people and be in relationship because hospitality is a big thing for me. And um, using my gift of faith, just believing what God says he will do, despite looking at my reality and despite looking at my current circumstances, when I choose to have faith that it's all going to work out for my good and his glory, it just buoys my spirit up. Doesn't make it doesn't make the problem go away and I don't live in like la la land but it does just put me in a mindset where I can tackle some of the things in my day that um, are harder when I don't use my gifts my spiritual gifts okay so rest sleep nutrition physical activity the voices and the lives that we believe you know our identity in Christ and using our spiritual gifts and the last thing I want to encourage you guys is to have some kind of rituals in your day, throughout your day, that just feed and nourish your soul. Things that are little joys or just make you happy or bring a smile to your face or just when you do them, you feel stronger from the inside out. You just feel more hopeful. You feel like, I'm going to make it. I can do this. For me, it's simple things like I use essential oils to help me. I, I like to read or listen to novels. Um, that's kind of a new thing for me I learned in the last few years is just really rich stories of, of relationships and just stories that teach me who I want to be and how I want to show up in life and hard circumstances. Those have really fed my soul the last couple of years. So reading is really good for me. Talking with friends is good. Just processing out loud with friends. And even if it's not deep stuff, just being with people, that helps a lot. One of my very favorite things is sitting out in the sun. And um, in the spring and the summer, growing my flowers and watering them and watching the bees and seeing the lizards and um, just being really in tune with nature in that way helps me. But the sunshine's one of my favorite. I like my walks. I like to just brush my dog, just sit there and pet her and brush her. It's really good for my soul. Um, I like to stretch. I've mentioned that when we talked about physical activity, even if it's not a, just a whole workout of stretching just to stretch my body and breathe deep and one one tool that I would like to offer you guys is like I don't do breathing exercises but when I'm feeling overwhelmed I do take deep breaths and I say this phrase out loud I say inhale peace and exhale anxiety so I take a deep breath in, inhale peace, God help me to be peaceful, 
And I exhale anxiety. I exhale stress. I give everything to you, God. So inhale peace, exhale anxiety. And one thing I'm asking of the Lord um, in my daily prayers is just these desperate little paper prayers of God, help me help me God heal me like I see leaves on the road when I walk and they're in the shapes of hearts and every time I see them it's just a trigger for me to pray God heal my heart God keep healing my heart even when I don't know what you're healing heal it and if you want to tell me what you healed great but if you don't I don't have the mental capacity for it anyway just heal it and let me see me living differently and just you know, be aware that you healed something in me, even if I don't know what it is. Like, God, just heal my heart. Just help me. And another thing I say to the Lord quite frequently is, God, I give everyone and everything to you. I release everything to you. I give everyone and everything to you. Help me to trust you. Increase my faith. Help me to walk in peace. So just peppered little prayers throughout the day really, really nourish my soul and help me keep my eyes on on Jesus. Even when I'm on the struggle bus, even when I'm making bad decisions um, or decisions that don't please others, I'm still talking to God throughout the day. And um, it's just a lifeline for me. Another thing I do is um, schedule time with my daughter. Um, she's really busy with work and there's just something about sitting on the couch with her. We're actually watching Gilmore Girls together. I've never watched Gilmore Girls and I'm not exactly sure if I should be watching Gilmore Girls, but it feeds something in us doing that together. I don't know if it's the mother-daughter relationship in that show or what it is, but we laugh and we make fun of ourselves in good ways of how much we're like Lorela and Rory and I'm just... It may be better for me than it is for her. I don't know, but it's really good for me in this season. That may not be what's good for me in the next season. I don't know, but right now it just is really nourishing to my soul to get a massage and then go home and watch Gilmore Girls with my daughter. So find whatever works for you in this season and um, implement those things. And I want to leave this with you guys. It is a poem from a book of poetry called Beloved by Krista Wells and I will leave the link to her book in the show notes but her poem is called Body and Soul. My body said to my soul please open please rest please let go my neck is tight my back aches my stomach won't take food my soul said to my body I hear you I want so much to do what you ask if only you would carry me to walk among the pines or listen to the river, then I would remember to be alive. You would forget to suffer, and together we would dance. But I cannot get there without you. And I love this because it just reminds me that those places of steel and quiet, those places I can get myself in to that help me remember to be still and know that he is God, I've got to carry myself into those places. I have to position myself where he can breathe life-giving truth and hope, encouragement and newness and healing into my soul. So as you go about your week or as you go about your day today, I want you to think about one thing that you're going to do to position yourself in a way that you're telling the Lord that you're ready for him to do the work in you. Are you going to practice using your spiritual gift? Are you going to implement naps? Are you going to ask a friend to help you make some food choices? Are you going to go walk your dog around the block? What are you going to do? And um, 
anyway, I'm just here. I'm cheering you on. I'm encouraging you and I'm praying for my listeners. And so if you're hearing this, then know you were prayed for. Talk to you guys soon. I love talking with you guys, but I did it again. I do it all the time. I always seem to do all the talking in this space, but it's you I want to hear from. That's the highlight to hear the honest parts of what's on your heart. So go find my contact info in the show notes and shoot me a message. If you're encouraged here listening to The Honest Ugly, be sure and subscribe and share with your friends. Talk to you guys soon. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Say it with me. I am fully known and deeply loved. There's nothing I can do to make God love me less and nothing I can do to make Him love me more.